our scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of Exodus. And the context for our story, as Lynn uh, said to the children, Moses has freed the slaves. He has led them through the sea, and the chariots of Egypt have been washed away. They are in the wilderness, and they have had struggles. They came to a place where there was no water. And God provided water. And they came to a place where they were very hungry and they had no food. And God had manna, rain from heaven. And quails come and land in that place so that they had food, meat to eat. And there was another story again when they had no water. And once more, God provided fresh water for them to drink. Now God has provided a law and a covenant, a promise. I will be your God. You will be my people. And God asks the people, do you trust me? And will you be with me? And will you love me? And will you follow my commandments? And the people say, yes, yes, we will. And then this happens. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, Come, make gods for us who shall go before us for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt. We do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Take off the gold rings that are on the ears of your wives, your sons, your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off their gold earrings and brought them to Aaron. And he took the gold from them and formed it in a mold and cast an image of a calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a festival to the Lord. They rose early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought sacrifices of well-being, and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to revel. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once. Your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, have acted perversely. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone so that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and of you I will make a great nation. But Moses 
implored the Lord God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that the Lord brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn away from your wrath. Change your mind and do not bring disaster upon your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he was planning to bring upon the people. This is the word of the Lord. Holy and gracious God, we want to find the meaning in your word, and we want it to give us life. Speak to us of your enduring grace. Speak to us of your enduring love, your forgiveness. That allows us to come back into your love and trust. And know that your love and grace and forgiveness are ours forever. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I don't know about you, but I have my own herd of golden calves. A whole herd. The children of Israel only had one, but I have a dozen, if not more. Amazon one-click shopping. Candy Crush. Candy. Our golden calves, in some way, are those things in our lives we use to ease our anxiety and our fear. When there's too much to do, where's the coffee? When there's a sermon to write, pass the chocolate. Of course, there are other things that I could do to face my fears head on. I could say no, but one of my golden calves is overwork. I could sleep, but my golden calves are mooing so loudly at night I cannot sleep. I could exercise if I'd only gotten enough sleep. I could, of course, pray or at least acknowledge the existence of God, the real presence of divine love that gives me strength and calms my anxious fear and grants me the courage to face all of my fears. And I guess that is why I like to paint icons so that I can have these images of God all around me. 
It is a hunger for love that calms our anxious fears and also drives us to collect our golden calves, the false gods that feed our hunger for security and love that only God, the God of grace and forgiveness, can ever satisfy. So today, God has given me, or us, a sermon in four acts. A sermon to help us corral our golden calves and put God as the power and source of our strength the healing love and peace back in the center. Act one, a missing God. The children of Israel are in a true spiritual crisis. They are babes in the wilderness. God has provided freedom from slavery. They don't know how to handle freedom. God has been with them in the desert every step of the way. When they're thirsty, God gives them something to drink. When they're hungry, food falls from heaven. They have each other. They have the freedom they have been given and the promise of a future. They have meaning and purpose and identity because they are God's beloved children. They are not slaves. They are not condemned to meaningless work. They are children of God, loved, freed to love God and each other. They have hope for new life, for vision. And it's been hard, but they've stuck to it. But now Moses has gone off with God to talk about the Ten Commandments and all that that means. And Moses has gone a long time, 40 days and 40 nights. And Bible speak is a long time. That's what it means, a really long time. Moses and God have gone missing. If you... You all know about object permanence with babies. As babies' brains develop, first when you show them the blue ball or play peekaboo, they don't know that when the ball is out of their sight that it still exists, right? You cover it up with a blanket and the ball is gone. But eventually their brains develop so they know that the ball did not go away just because they can't see it, and they learn to look under the blanket, and there's their toy. Act two. Missing God. As the days and the weeks go by, the children of Israel become anxious and afraid, They are afraid that God has left them. 
Where's our future? Where's our food? We thought that we were children of God, but now we're just alone in the desert. We can't see God. Make us a God. We've got to have something to worship, something to believe in, something greater than us. We all have our golden calves, that which is most important to us. We all have golden calves that give us some of our identity and meaning, success, power, stuff. prestige, food, alcohol, religion, work, our nation, our kids, our guns. The God who loves us does give us true freedom and a future and vision and identity and justice and relationships and hope. Our false God take away our freedom. They give us a false identity. They separate us from one another. It leads to despair and violence. This is what it means to yearn and miss God. Act 3. God misses us. In the Exodus story, God is so incredibly angry. Like a parent who has done everything for a child. And the child invites all their friends over for a party the minute God turns around. (laughs) And this is not a good party. (laughs) This is the party that you do not want your kids to have when you go away. This is risky business. God is furious. God loves God's children passionately. I hope that God has been angry this past week. I hope that God has been full of anger and passion and grace. Because God's children have bowed once again to the golden calf of the spear and the sword. I am absolutely certain that God has been weeping, lamenting the children whose lives have been taken by our idol worship. I am certain God is asking us, why? Why, my people? Why? It's a classic book on spirituality called Soul Feast, Invitation to the Christian Spiritual Life. We have to have 
a strong spiritual life to be able to connect to the love of God. The writer writes of a woman who prays deeply every morning and she asks Jesus each morning, what do you want me to tell the people? For many years the response was, tell the people I love them. Until one day the answer came, tell the people I miss them. God so deeply and terribly misses us when we don't talk to God. Act 4. Do not miss out on God. The children of Israel eventually do learn object permanence. We have an amazing spiritual tradition that has grown out of that doubt and struggle, the golden calves. Our ancestors in the faith have been through what we go through. We have this amazing, rich spiritual tradition, this dancing with God and aching for God and gaining wisdom and forgiveness and grace. Our Bible is full of this amazing stuff. Oh, how I wish that every person could be in Bible study and get this. God so missed us at one point in history that God came to us in Jesus. Who couldn't love a baby? And when Jesus was killed, he did not go away. He prepared us, saying, I will send the Holy Spirit who will remind you of everything I've taught you. We have the Holy Spirit. Through all the ages, through all the struggles, we have the Spirit. We are so hungry for the Spirit like those babes in the wilderness. We too long for freedom from our golden calves, for a bright future, for a vision of justice, for an identity that comes from love, for healthy relationships that give us strength and meaning, for a hope that we are surrounded by goodness and the goodness and the love of God flows through us and through our world always, forever. Amen. Of course the golden calves keep trying to take center stage in our lives. That is why we have in our mission statement to center our lives in the love of God. We get pulled off center all the time if we can be centered for some part <laughs> of a day or a week or an hour, 
It's the spiritual practices of awareness of seeing God when God is under the blanket. The practice of seeing the work of the Holy Spirit. Where is there hope? Where is there healing? Where are people working for justice? Where are there communities of strength? Where do we see laughter and beauty? Like the children of Israel, we have to see God's hand in the food we eat. And the fresh water we have to drink. And in the people who love us. Almost every night, to keep the noise of the golden calves out of my ears, I try to remember to do this one thing. I review my day and look for God. I simply look back on the day for the things that made me smile. For the good that happened. I go through the day and I look for when something happens that makes my heart jump just a little bit in joy. The good meeting I had at church. The sound of my daughter playing her trumpet. The tears I was able to comfort. And the golden calves for a moment have fallen silent. In the love of a most gracious God. Amen.